I know. I haven't seen you in a long time. It really has been. So. I'm withdrawals. It's weird. Reunited and it feels so good. Yeah. We usually see each other like twice a week, you guys. Yeah, I, don't, I can't handle it. I think I just saw you. Did I see you last week? One time. Yeah, I didn't even get to see you before you left. <laughs> it's okay, because I'm here now. Ready for the podcasting. Doing I'm it. Very excited. Doing it. This is the Witch's Magic Murder Mystery Podcast. And I'm Kara. And I'm <laughs> Megan. Thank you guys for being here. Uh-huh. And tuning in and leaving us all the amazing reviews. Oh, it's been so fun. We're getting closer and closer to 100. Yeah. And did you notice we're almost to 500 followers on Instagram? <gasps> I think we might even be there this oh, morning. Oh, my gosh. I love it. I know. I love it, too. It's so exciting. And then the Facebook group is picking up. I love it when... People besides me and you post in there. <laughs> yeah. And you all just kind of like chat amongst yourselves. It's amazing. Yeah. It's great. I love it. It's full of like-minded people who are into all the weird things that we are in. And if you're listening to this podcast, it's all the same things you're into. So yeah. go check it out. It's the Witches Magic Murder Mystery Podcast Discussion Group. Mm -hmm. And it's murder and mystery with the and sign. Just so you know. In case and you're trying to find it. Questions before you get in. Yeah, make sure you answer those membership questions. Yeah. Because I don't want to let you in if you say don't say that you're going to follow the rules, which the rules are basically just don't be a jerk. But still, yeah. I'm sure none of you are jerks. But I just, if, I just want you to agree. If you leave them blank, we're going to leave you sitting there. Yeah. So don't do that. <laughs> okay. So it's Kara's turn today. Yes. And I have a, a murder mystery. <laughs> have you ever heard of the Jameson family murdered in Oklahoma? It was like 2009. It sounds familiar, but I'm, I can't remember the details right now. Okay. I well, might remember as you go. Well, I've got the shut. deets for you. <laughs> okay, and it's really weird because there are like five million theories as to what happened to this family. Oh, they don't know what happened? They found their bodies, but they don't know what happened to them. Man, the love, mysteries. We love a good they conspiracy. Yeah. Okay. The Jameson family consisted of Bobby, his wife, Cheryl Lynn, and the daughter, Madison. And they lived in Oklahoma. They disappeared October 8th, 2009. From the time that this happened until now, because we're talking about this, this has been all over the internet, all over everything, TV, like ID did something on them. We're doing something on them. BuzzFeed, all these podcasts, like Unresolved, which I love so yeah, much. His voice is just, yeah, I, I just love it. Yeah. So like it's, it's everywhere for web sleuths to just jump in and have their way with perfect <laughs> which is why there are a million theories yes which is why i have five pages full of theories <laughs> okay so during their initial absence none of the friends and family felt any reason to be worried about them bobby and sherilyn will were known to just like leave for a time and they would take madison out of school so so there were three yes okay. the mom dad and the daughter okay. little girl um, so it wasn't weird that they had taken her out of school. They would just be gone. So their friends and family were like, well, I mean, let's give it some time. Let's see what happens. They had last been seen by a man who lived in the mountains in southeastern Oklahoma. The family was in the area to look at 40 acres of land that they were wanting to purchase. Um, and this might have been a spur of the moment decision because Cheryl Lynn's son from another man, his name was Colton, Saw his mother two weeks prior to the family's disappearance, and he said that she didn't say anything about their plan to move or that they were even looking to purchase. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of weird to him. Yeah. He was like, what? Huh? That is seem odd. Yeah. But that part they know is true, right? Yeah. But they did do that? Yeah. Know. So the family was in an area to look at, like I said, the 40 acres. Um, so they visited 
an associate of the landowner, and when they were meet when their meeting was done, the family parked and went for a short walk for about 15 minutes. And they know this because they found their GPS unit and it was that distance route. or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Um, so after they returned to their vehicle, they think that they drove a little further. The police think that they drove a little further than with the truck left locked in the middle of a dirt track. And then they just vanished. Okay. So that's the last time anyone saw them was they yes. went to look at this farm. Yes. And they know they left the farm because mm-hmm. of the GPS thing. Yeah. But do they know it was them with the GPS on them? That's the thing. They don't. So the first major discovery in the case occurred around October 16th. Some of the websites said 17th, some said 16th, so I'm just saying around. It was about eight days after the family had been lost. Hunters on dirt bikes ran across the abandoned truck in Latimer County, uh, which was northwest of Red Oak. And they called the police to report the vehicle because they were like, oh, maybe this is stolen. So how long have they been missing before people started even... It, they, people would just like, once this happened, people were like, oh... Oh, we haven't Maybe seen them Maybe this is an issue. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. Where the truck was found, it was about an hour's drive from their home in Oklahoma. So the Jameson family was nowhere to be seen. There was no evidence of them, like, being around the truck or whatever. The sheriff, Israel, I think it's Bo... Bo... I should It is. This. It's exactly what you just said. Yeah. Bo... She Google this. Bo... Google this. <laughs> yeah. That's the name. Google this. The sheriff thought that the truck had been stolen, like I said, but he realized something was super sketchy. He decided to launch a big operation and they come to the area. 400 volunteers, horses, mules, ATVs, 16 teams of cadaver dogs, which is a lot. Yeah. And then unmanned drones. But I guess it seems like it's a really wide open mm-hmm. area. So yeah. You need lots of dogs. Yeah. But they found nothing other than the truck. The cadaver dog teams reportedly found scent near a nearby water tower, which was promptly drained and nothing was found in there. So cadaver dogs are just there to to seek out like decay, right? Mm-hmm. What about dogs to trace the scent of the family? Or is that this? Do they bring those in too? Like are those? I, it didn't say anything about that, which was weird. It just seems odd that, that they, they would automatically have that amount of, dead. Yeah. Hmm. So when they decided to search the truck, they found Bobby and Sherilyn's cell phones, $32,000 in cash, maps, a GPS, her purse, and wallets. They also found their really sad, malnourished dog. Oh. But he was okay. Oh, good. Yeah. He's fine. Just a moment there. He's fine. I know. Don't hurt the dog. <laughs> okay. I'm yeah, glad he's okay. but... Why would the dog be left in the car? Why would all that money be left in the car? Why would their keys Why did be they left have in their phones? Money, unless they were like, "Oh, maybe we're gonna go ahead and put an offer." Well, I was gonna in. say if they're gonna buy that land. Yeah, maybe it was for sale by owner, and they were just like, "Here's thirty-two thousand dollars. This is our down payment." That's weird. It's very weird. Mm, no, let's speculate. <laughs> if they were murdered, and whoever is like watching the news, and they're like, "There was thirty-two thousand dollars in that yeah, truck," like, you know, yeah. Yeah, so, but the cash, the 32000 was stuffed under the driver's seat. So I don't know if they were like, oh, shoot, somebody's coming and, like, shoved it under the seat. Or, I mean, if I'm just I'd going be somewhere and I'm taking my money keys, anyway. I'd stuff my purse under the yeah, seat. Yeah, that's what going to say. Yeah, I, would, so I don't know. Regardless. I don't know. Somebody was like, oh, but this is, like, a drug deal? Were they doing a drug deal? Were they using this money? And I'm like, I don't know. So when his phone was found in the truck, it contained a photo of Madison, the little girl. The photo is thought to have been taken the day before they disappeared, 
when police checked the phone records of the phone, they found it had made an outgoing call to voicemail on November 12th. And that, like, during that time frame, it should have been locked in the truck. So I don't know how they can, like, determine, okay, well, this is when they went missing and this is how long the truck had been sitting Well, that's here. what I was going to say. Like, yeah. how do they know it should have been locked in the truck? Yeah. I don't know. That's just what Sheriff Israel, what's his name, said. <laughs> Israel Bosch Googling. Bosch Googling. <laughs> Such a weird last name. Yeah. I know. They decided to follow the coordinates of the GPS and they found footprints in that area and nothing else. Like, no bodies, nothing. It's so weird. The case went cold and the search was called off. There wasn't a discovery until four years later in November of 2013. They found shoes, bits of clothing, adult teeth, adult an adult arm, and a leg bone. Bone fragments that were eventually confirmed to belong to the family. Where? Like three in miles, that area? Three miles or less from where the truck was. Then how did the cadaver dogs not mm-hmm. catch it? The bodies weren't there yet. Well, they were searching. It always makes me wonder, too, like, are people that, like, murdering people, do they go on the search with all these people some of them do like you hear about them like inserting themselves into the investigation (sighs) and like being interviewed by the news and doing all sorts of weird (sighs) i don't know if it's like a do they enjoy that part or is it they're trying to make sure they know everything the police know yeah you know if they insert themselves into it Mm -hmm. or does it make them look less guilty if they're right search yeah like you're not going to be questioned because you're helping search for these i'm not a murderer so (laughs) it's hard to i know think like i'm yeah And they did confirm that it was the family through forensic testing. Um, When questioned why the initial searches had found nothing, despite their size, like the amount of people, the amount of cadaver dogs, all this stuff, Assistant Special Agent of the Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigations told reporters, falling leaves potentially obscured the bodies. But not the smell. Listen, I said, huh. I'm going to say, huh, all the time. Huh? (laughs) Somebody, huh? Somebody, somebody hates it when i say that somebody gonna criticized say it. it so i'm gonna say it so much you know what get used to it you know what i love about you what every single thing good i it's, love it huh? okay so that's the whole explanation is that the there were leaves on the ground yeah he said well the leaves could have hidden the bodies but the dogs yeah the dogs 16 teams of them yeah the dogs would have found that three miles from the truck yeah they would have just the idea that there were teeth, really, I don't... Right. Teeth freak me out in general. Well, and the fact that there's only pieces of the bodies makes me wonder, had the bodies really been moved or to just, that area? It makes it seem like animals probably... Right, carried scavenged. stuff. Scavenged. 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 <laughs> I, um, I used to keep bees. It's been a few years ago. You were a beekeeper? Do you not know this no. about it? <laughs> I learn new things every day. I really loved it. Although it was when we had the polar vortex come through. Oh, yeah. And my bees did not survive the polar vortex. It was very upsetting. <laughs> like, I still can't think about it. Because I'm like, all those bees. Anyway, <laughs> I, I kept them at my parents' farm. And I would go check on them. And I went one day. And I looked around the hive. And I looked down. And there were bones. And, like, I sat there for a minute being like, what? And it's, at first, it was just, like, one bone. And, yeah. I mean, they live out in the country. And it's a farm. And yeah. But then I'm looking, there's teeth. And the more I, like, once I focused in on it, I'm looking all around, and I'm like, there are several teeth. And they're, like, obviously animal, like, <laughs> yeah. canines and stuff. Several teeth and several bones. And I was just like, what? 
happened. And it was like all around the hive. Like, it was so weird. The bees got them. <laughs> if you followed me on Instagram like three or four years ago, people freaked out with me because I put it on there. I was like, what is happening? And my friend Nicole was like, get out. <laughs> Don't be get there right out now. There. <laughs> but it still freaks me out. Like they were just teeth. Teeth. Okay. Poor babies. That was an aside. Yeah. Sometimes that happens. Side note. <laughs> Your turn. Go back. Go ahead. <laughs> so the medical examiner declared that the cause and manner of death was unknown, obviously. I mean, you just Yeah, you can't tell at that point. No. But he said there's no evidence of trauma except there may potentially be a bullet hole wound in Bobby's head. There was a small hole, um, but then they dropped this and they were like, uh, it could have been like if it's just some pieces. creatures like tooth or something like in the skull so did they just for sure find pieces of every of each of them mm-hmm. so all we know yeah, all they were there yeah i was worried about the little girl yes okay while the family was still alive they did have visual of them they were able to pull some security footage taken outside of their home they were seen packing their car just super stiff didn't say a word to each other it said that bobby and Sherilyn would walk back and forth from their house to their truck, loading items in, like, a zombie-like trance. Like I said, they don't speak. And on ID, on the series Disappeared, a policeman interviewed for the show said that the, they made about 20 trips back and forth. And sometimes they weren't carrying anything at all. Sometimes they would just stop and stand there and staring at each other. Weird. Yes. I was like, okay, well, maybe they were on drugs. And they were just... Who knows? Maybe they smoked one too many bath salts because that makes you like a zombie, I guess. Because don't, isn't that when people were eating faces? I think so. That was also salts. Florida. So, but me, oh, Florida. God bless Sorry, y'all. Florida. Sorry, Florida listeners. <laughs> yes. Um, but also, what if, like, my mind went here. What if there was a person standing outside of the well, camera of you? Saying. Did they not see anybody else on the camera? Yeah, no. But I would feel like if you were being held hostage or if there was someone yes. who was really scary, it might make you sort of, yes. be a, you know, maybe they told you, don't talk. Yeah, don't talk. But they some of the trips, they weren't bringing anything out. That's and also, where is all that stuff if it wasn't found in their truck? Oh, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. And why would someone have you pack up? Yeah. That's so strange. So weird. Or. Or. Go. Were they planning like a murder-suicide? And so. That is uh, one of the theories. I'm just going to keep. But it's not one of the, like, it's not, they just were just like, meh. It seems like an awful lot of trouble to go through for a murder-suicide. If you're just going to kill your, like, you could do that at your house. Like, if you're just going to. Yeah. Why stage it like that? They did find some weird things, though, in the surveillance footage graffiti can be seen sprayed on the side of a storage container that they had and they were initially going to use this storage container to move into if they bought this property like that's what some like one of their relatives said you're gonna live in a storage container yep maybe it's because you know they've convert storage containers to just about everything now so maybe it's like not just yeah your basic storage container i don't know but it said Sherilyn had told neighbors she believed she was a witch Apparently not a good one. And that these were important self-protective messages written on there. And she had been spraying these on the container herself. It said she wrote these messages about her black cats being poisoned. She believed that someone from the neighborhood had killed her cats. And it said witches did not like it when they killed their cats. 
non-witches also don't yeah like, like don't any cat owner doesn't want you to kill, kill their cats. cats yeah god Kara. yes megan i have been seeing all over tiktok these hair straighteners ever since i got my haircut i'm still feel like i'm learning how to do my hair all mm-hmm. over again let me tell you i have found one that works really well it's um Yay. from tymo uh-huh. t-y-m-o yes and it is the company for getting the best type of straightener for everything your hair could possibly need it's all over social media right now with products from $59.99 to top-of-the-line straighteners, each of their products are built to last and have so many options for whatever your hair needs are. So Karen and I received a couple of the products. Oh we gosh, got a so straightener exciting. and a blow dryer. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the straightener because that's the one that I have used. It has a cordless design, which makes it so right. handy. You traveled with it. Yes. So it's great for getting a good hair reset on the go because it's so portable and convenient. It's called the Porta. It has this 3D comb design, which is enhanced by cutting-edge MCA and ionic technology. So you brush it through your hair, it straightens as it goes, and it pushes against this ceramic plate that gives a frictionless glide that promises to curb frizz by 50%. And I've totally seen that because my hair gets frizzy and this just really smooths it out. I really loved it. Okay, so I got the air hype. I'm obsessed with it. I have just like naturally curly, wavy hair. So it was a huge game changer for me. It dries your hair in half the normal time and it keeps your hair safe and shiny, which I noticed immediately. Mm-hmm. I didn't even need to straighten it afterwards. And usually I do because usually I have all those wild like curls left over. Yeah. The wind power on this thing is intense. It's wild. Like I turned it up. I was like, let's play with these buttons. Okay. So it has three magnetic styling attachments. They're all amazing. You know how some blow dryers you get are like if you go to a hotel and there's a diffuser and you're like, oh my gosh, this is like tearing my hair to pieces and it's right. going to be so tangled. Not with this one. Nice. And it's magnetic. So it's great. So right now, you guys, our listeners can get 30% off their first order at timobeauty.com. T-Y-M-O beauty.com using the code WMM30. So that's just two M's. You guys know our codes usually have three. So just keep that in mind. So with so many great products to choose from, now's the time to upgrade your styling and curling kit. So go to tymobeauty.com and use the code WMM30 for 30% off your first purchase. Goodbye. Goodbye. Menopausal and perimenopausal women, listen up. It's time to take control of your health and comfort and Winona is here to help. Winona is a telemedicine company for menopause care who believes that your symptoms are real, important, and deserve to be taken seriously. And for many women, this starts with hormone replacement therapy. Winona's HRT is made with plant-based, bioidentical hormones rather than synthetic ones, so it better aligns with your body to offer relief from hot flashes, weight gain, and other uncomfortable symptoms. 80% of women who use Winona find relief within just 90 days. So what are you waiting for? Get started today. Visit buywinona.com today to start your free visit. With free shipping and the ability to pause or cancel at any time, your path to wellness has zero obligations. Use code SPRING24 at buywinona.com for 25% off your first treatment plan. That's B-Y-W-I-N-O-N-A.com for 25% off. Winona. Menopause care made easy. So her neighbors were like, ooh, we're we're just going to ignore this and not talk to y'all anymore. We're just going to keep our distance. So the sheriff of Latterman County at the time stated a lot of investigators would love to have as many leads as we do. But the problem is they point in so many different directions. Later, after he left the police force or I guess, sure, whatever, they're cops. Normally you can go through an investigation one by one, start to eliminate certain scenarios. 
He said, but we haven't been able to do that in this case. With this family, everything seems possible. So he was like, even to him, they, he was like, they were wild. They were weird. Stuff was happening. <sighs> That's crazy. Yeah. So one of the theories is that they got lost in the woods, died of hypothermia and exposure. So in the following days of their disappearance, um, they had been seen in the area, like by that Mm-hmm. homeowner or whatever he said well, that was the first thing i thought i was like well, yeah just wandered off because why would they leave their stuff the yeah. money and everything yeah he said they experienced some super heavy rain but i honestly don't believe that because the bodies were found lined up side by side yeah with their faces down it said that they had looked like they had been like how the bones were pieced it looked like it had been like an execution style also the truck was parked in a way that it appeared that they were leaving and maybe stopped by somebody and also in 2003, Bobby was in a car accident and left him with really terrible back pain. So I I don't see how he would want to, like, hike 15 miles or whatever it was, like, so on his own. Doesn't the GPS show that they did? Yeah. Or someone. Yes. So what if they were led, maybe? No. One more thing. When you say they found their GPS, what does that mean? In their the phone? No. You know how, like... Before our phones had, like, Google Maps, you had, like, the GPS device you could plug into your car. It was that. So, but does that mean their car did it or they had it on their on their? I person? guess they had it on their person because it ended up back in the car. Yeah, so and we they know found, they made it back to their And car. they found foot tracks near footprints, whatever. Right. near or someone where, made it yes, back to their car. Yes, in that area. Also, it's noted that Sherilyn really suffered from... Um, really bad bipolar disorder and had been prescribed medication. She sometimes decided she wasn't going to take it. So she probably would have also had issues hiking three miles. I guess that's what it said in here. And I was like, well, I don't know why she would have issues. Like outside makes (laughs) me happier. It goes on to explain why they think it could have had something to do with her having bipolar in 2009 before, like in July, um, because they went missing, what, in August? Mm-hmm. Um, her ex-husband from her first marriage took custody of their son, Colton, the one who mentioned, well, mom never said anything about moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He said that she was hospitalized following a failed suicide attempt. During the custody hearing, 12-year-old Colton said he would prefer to live with dad. And he gave a statement about his mother claiming she had seemed very depressed and she was acting super strange. I mean, yeah, drugs like meth is definitely going to interfere with your depression and anxiety meds. Can't you tell when someone's doing meth? Yeah. I mean, I can tell when someone's doing meth. Yeah. By looking at them. Yeah. Unless they're fairly new to it, I guess. I mean, the photos of them, they do look pretty skinny. But, I mean, if they didn't have money. They had $32,000 in cash. Well, they were living on welfare, it says. Where did that come from? So, where did that come from? I know. Kara. Yeah, I know. Okay. So, like you said, a second theory is murder-suicide. The Jameson's home was not very happy. Um, Their relationship obviously wasn't a stable one. Investigators discovered that um, she had written written him an 11-page hate letter, and they found that in the truck. And she had called him a loner, a hermit, who didn't care about his daughter. It was a long, just a long list of all these things she hated about him. Listen, I know a few people that's happened to. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Don't yeah. ever do that. I don't care how much you hate a person. You had a life don't with them at one point. Do not, they don't need that. They don't no. need that in their heads for the rest of their lives. No. They don't need to remember what you said about them. Like, Don't write it out. 
I don't care how mad you are at them. Be mad and walk away. But Move don't, along. Don't write a letter. That's yes. Ugh, makes me angry. Yes. <laughs> also, she said she wanted a divorce in the letter. And she was known to carry a pistol with her, but it wasn't in the truck. And they kind of thought, well, that small hole in Bobby's head, maybe it really was a murder-suicide. But the cops were like, no. Like, this was, it wasn't arranged in the right way. child, Exactly. That's just. Plus, she and Madison didn't really have injuries. So did she maybe poison herself and poison the kid? I don't know. It's just weird. I mean, family annihilators, they'll kill everybody. But that just isn't usually how they do it. They just, well, yeah. They kill them in their sleep. Their kids a bunch of Benadryl and drove off a freaking cliff. But Sherilyn's friend Nikki explained that she would write these, it says she would write things down when they came into her mind, but then she would move on. She loved Bobby. It's just journaling. Yeah. Uh, There's another theory that the family was murdered by Bobby's 67-year-old father, Bob Dean Jameson. Six months before the family disappeared, he, Bobby had filed a protective order against his dad. His dad had threatened to kill uh, Bobby and his family on two separate occasions. Oh, good Lord. Mm-hmm. In the protective order, it says, Bobby said his dad is a very dangerous man who thinks he is above the law and that it was involved. he was involved with prostitutes, gangs, and meth. So according to Bobby, his dad hit him with his car on November 1st, 2008. The order was filed just six months before they disappeared. Bobby's father died two months after the family went missing. So... Uh, they said that he had been in really bad health for a while. Mm-hmm. So they were like, how, meth and yeah, stuff, they were which... like, how could he have really done that? Like, how could they, he have created this whole scene and made them disappear? But then other people were like, well, if he's involved with this, then maybe he had maybe somebody he knows else people. do it. Yeah. I mean, meth, I've seen completely normal, as normal as me and you, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> people start using meth and just become really agitated all the time, completely paranoid. Yeah. Like who knows what could have been in his head. Right. So yeah, I could see it's like I could buy the theory of him being the murderer, but it, I'm kind of with everybody else. Like, right. The whole thing I keep going back to is regardless of who murdered them or why, why did you do it this way? Yeah. Why did you go to all this trouble? Yeah. Or was it maybe not even planned this way? Maybe it's just how it happened. You yeah. know? Yeah. Like maybe they stumbled upon something they weren't supposed to see while they were out there. Mm-hmm. And somebody is that? Yeah. Okay? Well, yeah. No, that's a <laughs> another thousand. Like theories. a small. Yeah. But it did say that prior to the dad's death, he and his son had this huge feud. Bobby accused his father of reneging on an agreement to give him half the proceeds from a sale of a gas station that his dad owned. He used to get Bobby to work at the gas station. So he was like, oh, we we should split this or whatever. So then the dad threatened the family. And there were also rumors that the dad had connections to the Mexican mafia. But the Mex I didn't think Mexicans was meth, is it? They do other things. I don't know. I don't know. I'm is not sure actually. I think I think meth is made by like trailer park. <laughs> tossing, <laughs> say that. tossing Mountain Dew bottles out onto yeah. the side of the road. I was gonna say that and I thought that might be insulting to all the good people who live in trailer parks. Yeah, but like all know, the that bad is the people. stereotype of yeah. Yeah. Well, when you have people in your life that are firefighters and cops who deal with that often. And if you're driving down the street and whoever you're with is like, hey, don't stop and get that bottle of whatever because yeah. it's going to explode it on might you. Not you're be. like, oh. Man, just don't. Don't even yeah. get close to it. So for the most part, the family kept to themselves. Their neighbors didn't really interact with them because they thought the mom was crazy. Um, they were super spiritual people, but 
<laughs> they believed that their home was being invaded by dark spirits. They confided in their local pastor about these concerns. And they also mentioned to the pastor that Madison had started talking to an imaginary friend named Emily. And even though kids can have imaginary friends, like Soph had an imaginary duck for the longest time. <laughs> I mean, of course she did. But the mom thought that Madison was embodied by this evil spirit. The mom thought that? Mm -hmm. And she told the pastor this. Oh, this is starting to make me feel bad. <sighs> yeah. So Bobby developed a paranoia, too, about them being haunted by evil spirits. At one point, he asked the pastor if he knew of anywhere he could purchase special bullets to shoot a handful of spirits whom he said were living on the roof of the family's home. Bobby was also planning on trying to exercise the spirits in the home with the help of a copy of the Satanic Bible he purchased. I mean... They seem far enough gone. Well, number one, let's not rule out the theory that they actually were being haunted. Yeah. Possibility. Yeah. Secondly, though, like if they so fully believed it, that could also be why they were acting so weird. Because uh -huh. maybe they got it in their heads that, like, they couldn't let the ghosts know they're moving out yeah. or something. And so they have to be real freaky about yeah. it. And then it's her, her. And she's all into the witchy stuff anyway. Mm -hmm. And her pistol's the one that's missing. Mm-hmm. 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 And maybe that's why her son... Didn't know she was going to move. because they couldn't talk about it. Yep. She didn't want to tell anybody. I got we this. I got this. Megan's got it. Okay. The pastor, Gary Brandon, told police during the initial investigation that the family had been involved in spiritual warfare and that Bobby and Sherilyn had told them they had seen spirits at their home. Sherilyn said the spirits of a long dead family lived with them. Why are they sitting on the roof, though? Can they not come inside? What long dead family? Yeah. Another one is they were in a satanic cult. Sherilyn's mother, Connie, claims that her daughter and son-in-law and granddaughter were in an Oklahoma cult. And they were on the hit list. They, she she said, hit list? The cult's hit list? Yeah. She said that part of Oklahoma is known for that. Cults and stuff like that. From what I've been told and from what I've read, I was told around the time of Sherilyn's disappearance that she was on a cult's hit list. Okay. I have a friend in Oklahoma, and we're texting him as soon as we're done with this. Do it. To but be like, what? <laughs> Do you, are you all known for cults? How did I why? not know this? Why? Uh, but the cops were like, there's no link to this whatsoever. There's no name. Like, we can't find any evidence of this. What? It's like when so in doubt, ever. Satan, you know? Yeah. But an abandoned wreck of a vehicle was found near where the family's truck was found and it was used for shooting practice by locals and written on it were satanic messages <laughs> like what it's I the mean, vampire clan I mean, from... it feels like it, it feels yeah. like that's just dumb teenager stuff like what satanic messages are you talking yeah. about yeah so then another theory it could have been curse words for all we know exactly. you know like what does satanic messages mean yeah <sighs> three displeases later <laughs> <laughs> So annoying. People just like to throw out Satan and scary stories, and it always. I know me. that's that happened to your last story too. I know. I'm just like, it's not a Satan. Like, yes, come on, get you. How'd your kids? How'd your wife? And how'd your husband? <laughs> Another theory: They stumbled upon illegal drug activity. They saw more than they were supposed to, and were killed to keep them quiet. But that's weird because why didn't the killers take the cash out of the truck? Why didn't they take the truck? Maybe drugs weren't involved. I don't know. That area was known for meth labs. Bobby had re recently reported someone to the local area or to the locals in the area for running one. So maybe they were victims of a meth lab revenge. I don't know. <laughs> maybe it said the hills have eyes situation. I don't yeah. Know. <gasps> okay. 
Also, was it a drug deal gone wrong? In the surveillance video, they were seen packing their truck in like a translite state. Drugs can do that to you, like we mentioned. Mm -hmm. That would explain the large amount of money that they had. But when the police searched the house, they didn't find any illegal substances. There was no drug paraphernalia or anything. But But if they packed up their house. And then moved it somewhere random. Well, where's all their stuff? Yeah, where is all their stuff now? Who knows? Maybe they took all their stuff and sold it, and that's how they got the $32,000 in cash. Do you think that they had enough to... I don't know. ...sell to make $32,000 cash? Well, I don't... I don't... I don't know, but I really like that theory. Fancy art. (laughs) Maybe they were collectors. Yes. Um... That's so weird. But I have, well, I'm going to let you finish and then I'm going to say what. Okay. <laughs> okay. I keep interrupting you too much. So then another one is maybe they were kidnapped um, and that the kidnappers were really just trying to get to the kid. If you're familiar with the case, you have seen the photo of Madison. It was on his fo- Bobby's phone. It was Madison with her arms folded and she looked like super scared and was just like looking off into the distance. But what toddler isn't ever annoyed with you trying to take their picture when they're like climbing on a rock and yeah. you're like, sit down so I can take your photo. And they like cross their arms and just yeah, like kids stare can off. Get, yeah. Mad so people were like, you know, it's debatable whether or not she was really unhappy in that photo with them or like with whoever was taking the picture. Willow still does that to me. So yeah. Yeah. No. Another one is a white supremacist group. Why? So prior to their disappearance, a handyman and family friend called Kenneth Bellows stayed with the family. August 2009, um, finding out that she had Native American heritage, Bellows' white supremacist leanings were uncovered. He, he started to fight with her about it, and she fired her pistol into the ground by his feet. Good. Yeah. <laughs> she pointed her gun at him and told him to leave the house. Good. Yes. So, I'm glad you said his name, because first when you said his name, I was like, well, I don't know if we should say this guy's name if he's not really a suspect, but if he, oh. he's clearly dirty. Yeah. He's yeah, trash. He's, he's, he's a dirty bird. bird. He's a dirty he bird. He can go kick some rocks. He's kicking rocks. <laughs> so after their story appeared on ID, this lady told of a strange phone call that suggested that this was the case. The caller, who was a woman, said that she once belonged to a white supremacy group and she had seen a book containing the names of people that someone in the group had a problem with who needed to be taken care of. This is so dumb. The caller said that she tried to memorize the names in the book and would go home and look them up on the internet. Many of the names came back to missing persons cases, including the Jamesons. Why'd you write it down? Why'd you write? Why would you write it down? Yeah. Just like the hate letters. Why would you write that? I know. No, why would you write these things down? The woman also told law enforcement about insignia on Bobby's wedding ring, which um, the cop says that few people knew about this. Oh. Yeah. She said, or the cop said, she had overheard some conversations with these guys where clearly they were talking about Sherilyn, Bobby, and Madison, that they came and took care of them. The, ma- the man, however, had a solid alibi, so police dismissed him as a suspect. But it's possible that he can- had connections and it is had weird. them killed? The, the wedding ring part is the only part of that that... Yeah. But it's also, like, when you hear these stories, it's like you have to trace it back and see, like, where did the wedding part, wedding band part come yeah. from? Like, what if that part's not even true? And they just got added to make the right. story more interesting. Yeah. The whole thing is, I have a, <laughs> it's like, a, I keep going back to the fact that all that, the money, like, there's money in their car and their purses and uh-huh. her wallet phone like even if you weren't going to dig around to find the yeah 
So it seems it's hard for me to believe that anybody else was involved besides them because it seems like they would have yeah. gone back to the car yeah. and taken the stuff out of it. Yeah. Because if it was a drug thing, they would have wanted that stuff to sell for drugs. Right. They wouldn't have left $32,000 in cash no. there. But why? <laughs> why? <laughs> Unless why they just done? really got like mentally ill. Like this is to the point that they believed that the place was possessed and they had to move and then they weren't safe. And maybe they think Madison's evil. So they have mm-hmm. to kill her and they kill themselves. Like who knows when you're dealing with that kind of like mental illness, you can't look for a logical reason. Yep. What are you doing? Pulling up a photo of them. Oh, that little girl. It's really sad. It's really sad that a family can just disappear. I know. And I just keep thinking about that little kid. Like, whatever craziness the parents were into, like, that little girl was just... Yeah. She had the misfortune of being... I know, because it doesn't look... I mean, it's hard to judge people by their appearance, but it doesn't look like they're... Are those driver's license photos? Like, that's the strangest picture. They're both like... (laughs) (laughs) That's what happened to them. Wild. But it's wild that they have the body like usually in a missing person's case or like all these cases they can't figure it out because they don't have the body right but if they have the body they can figure it out because of dna evidence and stuff but they can't because they were so decomposed at that point when they found them and nobody has come forward to be like oh yeah i listened to obsessed with disappeared which is Mm -hmm. one of those patrick hines and ellen marsh and they are hilarious so funny Uh, i love patrick hines i think i've said this before like i would listen to anything that man ever does but i think it's ellen who said recently because they they do obsessed with disappeared so it's about kids and tiktok yes but she was talking about how like these dogs don't really like there's it seems like more often than not they're not finding things, but that's also probably because the cases they cover are yeah. the disappeared. Yeah. But it is like, it's interesting that I keep thinking there were 16 teams of cadaver, do- cadaver dogs and they yeah. didn't find it. Yeah. Where were the bloodhounds? Well, let us know your theories. I really yeah. would love to know if anybody lives around there. If you live in Oklahoma. Tell us all about What it. is happening there? If you purchased that property because it was still for sale. Oh, that's right. Tell us. All right. Well, thank oh, you. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. So many things. I mean, great in a terrible way. Yeah. Great in a fascinating way. Yes. Entertainment at its finest. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Thanks for listening, you guys. Send all your stories and recommendations into witchesmagicmurdermystery at gmail.com. Yep. You can also find us on Instagram at witchesmagicmurdermystery. Yeah. And yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.